2: Wick, what constituted a year-long suspension and not firing
0: EME? We're not going to get into our deliberations. This felt
2: um, right, but there's no clear guidelines for any of this. This is really uh, conscience and gut feel and being here 20 years, and I'm responsible for the decision, ultimately, although took a lot of advice from Partners and, and like Brad and others, and we, we collectively came to this and, and, and got there. But this is, uh, there was not clear what to do. Um, but it was clear that something substantial needed to be done, in my view, and it was. Celtics owner Wick Grosbeck, back in September, at that awkward press conference where the organization announced they're suspending Ime Udoka. But not firing him. Turns out he's fired. Turns out he's gone. No longer has a connection with the organization. Shocking. I know. Who could have seen this coming? And stay out. And the Celtics. Six months later. (laughs) And the Celtics (laughs) announced earlier today that uh, Joe Mazzula has the interim tag removed. And also that he has an extension. And it's our number three. Jones and Mega with Arcan 617-779. I don't know that I actually read the press release earlier today. Maybe I should have done this. (laughs) The Celtics have named Joe Mazzullo their 19th head coach in franchise history and have agreed on a contract extension, the team announced today. terms of the deal not disclosed, Joe Mazzullo replaces Ime Udoka. Quote, as he's shown, Joe's a very talented coach and leader. Brad Stevens, Celtics president of basketball operations, said, he has a unique ability to galvanize a room and a mission. We are thankful for the work he's done to help us get to this point and excited he has agreed to lead us into the future. Then it gets into his background, blah, blah, blah. How do we feel about removing the interim tag?
3: I feel fine. I, I guess it's he's done enough to remove the interim tag and get a contract. I know you're giving me this look because, what am I supposed? Would I have wanted them to wait until the summer? Yeah. Okay, like to well then, prove it out. So but I, I also see the exact reason that they didn't. Why? Because they're trying to save money.
4: Because they don't want to pay
3: a contract if he takes this team back to the finals. And if they win the finals, they can shave a little money off, giving him the contract extension now. Okay,
2: so how do we feel about it being a financial decision instead of maybe the right decision? How do you feel about that?
3: Eh. I still feel like he's done a good job, has, so I can't he sit here and go, job. like, oh, he's so crappy. Why would they put, oh, push I all take their chips in on this has guy?
2: He, actually, has he done that good yeah. of a job? Like, the timeout thing still pisses me off to the point where he doesn't call them at all in the game, and, and then he doesn't call them at the end of the game where he's like, he, has, he still hasn't learned that. That pisses me Can off.
3: Can I tee you up for something? Yeah, oh, please, yes. Okay, how about uh, the 40 points thing last night? Because I know that that pissed you off in the moment.
2: Well, you know what really pissed off, though? And I don't like that, so I'll answer your question. I'm not ducking your question. I don't like that, but I know Christian Arkan was in the building last night and apparently still feeling the Celtics high with how highly he's grading them, which we'll do later on this hour. But, Arkan, how would you feel about Tatum chasing that 40-point game in the fourth quarter? That
5: annoyed the hell out of me because, <clears throat> first of all, they were up by a lot. They did have to uh, come. They did have to step back on the gas there because the Pistons did make it closer than it should have been. But by the end, I mean, they were up comfortably and Tatum was still out there with three minutes left, two minutes well, left, whatever it correct was. correct me if I'm wrong, 40 I was,
2: I was half watching at that point. Correct me if I'm wrong. All the other starters were out basically. Yes, right? And they he was were. just the one in.
5: Yeah. Um, and I was annoyed by that. And then after the game, Tatum was the player of the game, right? So Amanda Flugard comes out and interviews him and he was talking about how, man, you know, missing that Bucks game. It really killed me to miss that game and glad I could come out here and play today. And I was just listening to him and I was going, man, Can one year, just one year, when we get to the All Star break with this team, can we not have some really important player risking his health and his body and like the future of the season and maybe even the future of his future to play in a game that doesn't freaking count? Okay. Is that that
3: possible? Can we do that? Are you saying that Tatum was so sick that he should have sat out?
5: I'm with
2: Mega on this. Are we talking about Jalen or Tatum? It's both of them. It's sort of everything. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is just annoying. Do you think
3: Tatum was so ill? That he didn't play in Milwaukee, that he should have sat out Can, last before, night
2: too. Okay, before you answer that, let's just hear from Tatum. Because this maybe this will sway you, Mego. This was super believable when I heard this. <laughs> let's hear let's hear how sick Tatum was. I, I forget I think did Washburn ask this wash question? Burn. Washburn asked this question. Go ahead. Jason, it sounded like you had a real
6: non COVID illness. Is that true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, I uh over to Weekend and a few days before, uh, I think I had like a stomach bug or something. I was uh, I think throwing up a couple of days in a row. Uh, so, you know, just wanted me to be away from the team, not travel, mm. get some rest, um, things like that. Okay. okay,
3: there's only one reason if he was actually sick that he's laughing and everybody else is laughing. Mm-hmm. And that's if the stomach bug made him have diarrhea.
2: Yeah, they know, they know. If that's
3: what, then they're all laughing because that is funny. Yes. Otherwise, they're laughing because it's clearly load management. I mean, that's how and I. one way or another, I guess it's load management.
2: <laughs> one more time. Can I hear it, Gary? One more <laughs> time.
3: It sounds like you had a real non-COVID illness. Is that true? A real illness. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know, not one of these fake ones that everybody talks about. So, look, I, I don't... It's not I, so much Tatum that it bites He just happened I, to be talking while this was going on, and he's t- a game off right before the All-Star break, and it just sort of hit me like, man, every year it's something fine. with this team. Well, it is. Yeah. Just
2: I would I would separate Tatum from it because I don't think Tatum was ever actually sick, and I, I think this is load management, and I don't buy it. Sorry, don't buy it. I don't buy it. Even if he wasn't feeling 100%, I don't buy it. So, whatever. You have a valid point with Jalen Brown, though, and the team does seem to go through this every year. But... To answer your question, Mego, yes, the way he does that at the end of the game and caters to the stars does annoy me, but I feel like a lot of coaches do that. So I don't know how unique that is to Missoula. The timeout thing is maddening mm-hmm. and frustrating. I agree, Jason. It is.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't like I don't like removing the interim tag now. I don't. They haven't accomplished anything. They're they're in fact right where I expected them to be. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference, maybe by less of a margin than I thought they would be. They only have a one-game lead. Over the Milwaukee Bucks. They started out great, 18-4. and four. Since then, they've been, eh. They've had some ups. They've had some downs. They're 23-14, and 14, we said, since then. Like, that's not great. Or 24-13, and 13, whatever it is. That's not great. It's still very good. But it's not up to the pace they were at early in the year, which is probably unsustainable. I get that. I just want to see him, I don't know, go on a deep playoff run before I give him the the, the signing. Or, or the uh, the title, rather. What's the rush? And I know your answer, Mego. The rush is well. Let's lock him in at a number now. He'd have more leverage if they win a championship or something. As and now you, we got to pay him. Yeah, as you
3: pointed out uh, yesterday, I believe the team is is spending at a pace that they haven't in, in a decade. So you know, if that, if they feel like they have a their guy, then they can pay him now instead of having him have to pay a lot more in the summer
2: i just don't like that they're worried about what they're paying by the way they're spending less on their team than the bucks are spending and i'm sure they're paying their coach well, way less than the bucks a are paying team. and
3: maybe they have a better coach but i just
2: I, my point is finances should not be a factor for this team okay but and they're keeps gonna telling be a you,
3: factor for all these teams but
2: Wick keeps it's not for golden state okay it's not for the clippers it's less of a they factor for the bucks than young. it is for you they do that's true but so then don't tell me you're going to do whatever it takes.
3: So want everyone to know this is a polar seltzer that you just heard crack. So <laughs> yeah. everyone relax you, out there. Who are
2: you, Max over there? <laughs> yeah. But so uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, that, that's frustrating. I feel like this keeps coming up now with the Celtics where it's like a financial thing. And if that's the case, I would rather they make sure they have the right guy instead of, I think we have the right guy, but boy, I'm really more concerned about his number than I am if we have the right guy. That, that's annoying. I'd wait and overpay to make sure I have the right guy, because I'm not sure they have him right now. I don't know how anybody could be sure.
5: I don't know that anyone's sure that he's the right guy either, but I'm good with him taking the interim tag off, because even if you don't give him an extension, you hadn't fired Ime yet. So when you have Missoula as the interim coach, and the guy who's suspended is still here, that implies that once the suspension's over, he might be the coach again. You know what I mean? Like that's-
3: I feel like once, uh, sorry to to jump in on you there, our camp, but okay. I feel like once they started interviewing him in the conference, like, down in Brooklyn, it was pretty clear. I remember Marcus Smart came out and he was like, oh, I didn't realize that so, Udoka wasn't coming back. Right, but he didn't take like
5: the job and he was still here.
3: All at time. that point, it became pretty clear that they were moving on. I think it's
2: him. always been clear they were going to move on. I guess I just, I, I understand what Christian's saying, where if there's any looking over the shoulder from the players or if Missoula's looking over his own shoulder wondering, and maybe it was just the vote of confidence for him, and I've brought this up many times, not to be inconsistent, but I've said he's coaching for his job. And so maybe that's why he's so snippy with reporters and such a weirdo. Do you
3: think they care that he's snippy and I, weird? Maybe, yeah. I feel like they don't. I, well, the position they're sitting in who's right they? now. Who's they? Uh, Wick and Brad, I think the Wick, decision makers. I think
2: Wick might. I, that's a guess, though. I, Brad probably doesn't. But I think Wick might. Gee willikers, I can't believe how you how you treated that reporter there. Uh, but I, I, I bet Brad cares less because Brad's been in that spot. Wick might care. it's the face of the franchise in a lot of ways, you know, or or an outgoing face of the franchise is the coach. It's Tatum and it's brown, but like your coach is up there in terms of media obligations, it's very outward facing, and so yeah, he might he might care about that so
3: to me, the only real downside in my opinion, is that you get to the summer and regardless of the outcome, let's say it doesn't go that well. Let's say you get bounced out in the second round or something. I would think that that would be underachieving for this team by a lot. It would be. So you get bounced out, and then in the summer, you don't have the opportunity to have the open interview process that you had when you brought in Udoka. And that, at least for the year on the court, Um, Had a lot of success, you know, they went to the finals for the first time and they were able to have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum involved in that open process. So just by doing it this way, unless they heavily consulted Jalen and Jason and said, you know, hey, what do you guys think about this going forward? Then you're taking some power back from the players where you handed it to them. In some way or another, just a couple years ago.
2: So, Mego thinks it's financial. Uh, why now is my secondary question? How do you feel about removing the interim tag? Does Missoula deserve it? Is it too soon? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. And secondarily, why now? Mego thinks it's financial. Arcan, why now? I think it's financial too,
5: and I think there may be something that. Uh, was maybe legal there with uh, Ime Udoka, which is why it's happening almost exactly six months from now. I think maybe they were waiting on doing this, and they would have done it earlier, but they couldn't, and now they're free to do it because of some sort of six-month-related stretch of time that was written into a, I don't know, severance agreement or something like that.
2: Okay, interesting. And look, I think another shoe's going to drop with Udoka soon. And I don't know if that means it's going to be back channel reporting or Nia Long talking or maybe Yudoka just getting a job maybe he's on the verge of getting a job and it's all okay well you're doing this fine you know we're moving on we're separating or now that they've separated maybe now Yudoka will be a little more open to discuss it or Nia Long will be a little more open to discuss it I know she's done it a little bit so I just think the other shoe is about to drop with Yudoka now and maybe it is in the form of getting a job What do you guys think? 617-779-7937. Plus, we are at the All-Star break. It's probably a good time to grade our... I was going to say my expectations anyway for the Celtics. Maybe it was a different exercise for Mego and Arcan. Let's grade the Celtics at the All-Star break right after Trending
0: with Chris. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Oh, Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
6: This is Jones and Mego.
3: You're Dr. Doom. Over I am.
0: I'm
5: also Dr. Dong Overton. I'm, 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 I'm Brett,
2: who's going to coach the team now? Joe's going to be in charge. It's not an easy timing for him or the rest of the staff, but um, he's an exceptionally sharp and talented person. You know, I I believe strongly in him and his ability to lead people, um, his ability to galvanize a room and and get behind him and
5: his ability to like organize and understand all that comes with running a team during a season. I'm really confident in the team and the coaching staff that's gonna take the court on Tuesday. It's not what we expected, you know,
2: to have happened, um, but I'm very confident. Brad Stevens from back in September. And look, a lot of that proved true with Joe Missoula. Missoula's done a good job. He just hasn't done the full job where I say remove the interim tag. And I still wonder why now. I still wonder if another shoe is going to drop or if Udoka is going to take a job. Why now? You guys can help us answer that. 617-779-7937. If you're just tuning in, the Celtics did remove the interim tag from Joe Missoula He's now the 19th head coach in franchise history. Does he deserve it? And it does tie in, Mego to our discussion earlier where we grade the Celtics at the All-Star break. It actually fits in very nicely with that. Because I think this helps inform where we're coming from with our expectations for the Celtics, how we feel about the team at this point in time. How we feel about the coach. How we feel about the coach. And you can follow along on Twitch for our grades here, our live streams on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEI at twitch.tv or on youtube.com. Join the conversation in the chats there. Also, if you missed anything, check out our EEI YouTube channel and catch up on our exclusive interviews and top moments from each and every show. Mego, you're great.
3: So my grade is an A minus. Uh, I see, if you look across the board at most of the starters, Tatum Brown, both significantly up in their numbers in terms of points and rebounds. Same for Smart and Horford. They have the best record in the NBA, and all of this is despite starting off the season with this giant scandal, this extremely awkward and emotional press conference, and then throwing in an assistant coach who's never been in the head coaching position before in the NBA. And so I think... All of that combined, A- minus exceeded my expectations because I went in very skeptical going, I've seen this exact group of guys have some serious chemistry issues before. Ime Odoka came in in 2021, ironed their, those out, and it took half of the season to get there. And they had a remarkable turnaround that took them to the finals. And I was very skeptical. So I had to give it an A minus because they exceeded the expectations that I had by a lot.
2: Okay, that's the A minus, or the grade, I should say, from Mego, an A minus. Arcan?
5: I give them an A. They've been the best team in the league, basically wire-to-wire. Wire. Their offensive rating and defensive rating, they're the only team in the league that's uh, top four in both of those. And I you know, didn't expect them to be this good all year long. I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be the best team in the league for basically the entire season until the All-Star break. So I give them a nice, big, fat A.
2: So I don't know that they'd be the best team wire-to-wire wire either, and it's a fair point by both of you. Like, uh, there was a lot of time to get the team ironed out last year for Udoka. You know, I don't know that I they'd be wire to wire this whole time, but my grade is a C. I give them a C because I expect them to be the best team in the NBA. I expect them to be back in the and NBA Finals. No, I know. So they've met my <laughs> expectation. They haven't exceeded my expectation. They're one game up on Milwaukee. They started 18-4. and four. They've been kind of schmeh since then. They hit a funk, and I understand every team's going to hit a funk, but... I don't know. I, I, I thought they were pulling away from the rest of the Eastern Conference. I thought they were going to run laps around the rest of the NBA the way they started the year. And they haven't done that. Milwaukee's basically caught them. When they played Western Conference teams, especially ones at the top, they've looked a little shaky. And so to me, C doesn't mean failing. C's get degrees. I'm not saying it's been awful. I'm just saying you met my expectations. C, you haven't wildly exceeded my expectations. Now, Missoula, maybe I'd bump up a little bit individually, maybe I'd bump him up a little bit. If I had to grade him, I guess I hadn't thought about that because I thought, really, that could be a disaster, him specifically. But I thought the team is so talented they'd overcome it. And they haven't had to. Outside of his weird timeout strategies, they <laughs> haven't had to. So I give them a C. They, they met my expectations, which were high. They should be high for this team. So they,
3: I'm trying to balance out. What would you give Missoula on his own? Maybe a B. Okay, so then you're essentially giving the roster like a D. No, because I'm trying to figure out how you get to a C. C
2: minus and a B minus, then okay. whatever. Like I, I don't okay. know. I, I I haven't put a lot of thought into my Missoula grade. I'd give them a higher grade than the team, but I just I I, I thought they'd be here. I thought they'd be. I thought we'd wake up at the All Star break and they'd be the best team in the league. Maybe not wired to wire, to Arcan's point. Every single day, and I don't know. That's technically held true, but it's largely true. They've been basically at the top of the conference the whole year. I don't know if I necessarily expected that. But by the All Star break, if you told me they'd be the best team in the league, and this was September. You know, back at that press conference, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. So That's what where are I think they, they'd be. what
3: are they like lacking for you at this point in the season? Uh, is it about what they didn't do at the trade deadline?
0: Well, is Well, that, about-
2: that is part of it, but I thought they'd be kicking into a higher gear. And I think we all agree the way they started looked like this other gear that I didn't even know they had. Offensively, they had this ridiculous gear to start the year. And they've had some injuries. They have. But like we knew the Rob, the Rob Williams one is basically the big injury they've had all year, and we well knew that,
3: that one. one's a constant,
2: and I, but that's like
3: something that you've chosen to live well, with. Fair. That is a chronic condition for and, your team. And
2: in the and I knew it. We all knew it in the off season, So that hasn't changed my expectations. Marcus Smart out for a little bit of time. They're more than deep enough to overcome that. And I know. Oh. The joy he brought in his return. Joy last night. He, brought he brought joy. joy. He was to like the Santa Claus. You could feel it out. in the building, guys. Ryan, Ryan, give me real joy. Give me, give me, was this is Grandy and Scal? Oh, yeah. Give me real joy. And this is just, I'm assuming Mega was saying the same thing wherever she was watching the game. Give me real joy. These two knuckleheads on the broadcast. Weird
5: things happen on this night. Uh, Look at that sweet. pocket pick. That's exactly what Marcus Smart does. He gets what big Marcus defensive Smart. plays and turns them into buckets. Uh,
6: believe That's great. D-P-O-T-Y. Oh, come on.
5: Are you serious? They need one of those theft devices with Marcus out there. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? A half a dozen steals for Marcus Smart. In 25 minutes after not playing for 25 days.
3: I didn't like some of those lines.
2: Oh, wow. I told uh, just, you. Oh my gosh! Anti-theft they, the,
3: device. I uh, didn't like
2: that. Wow, they missed him. They missed him so much. Oh, oh. Unbelievable! What would they ever do without Marcus Smart? D
3: P O T Y. No, we are not. I pointed, okay. I
2: pointed this out to Grandy many times.
4: D P O T Y.
2: No, there is there is one person who does that. His name is Grandy Kamishan. Okay. No just one, has, sure. no one else does that. It's the D P O Y. Which I have
3: seen a lot of robes that he wears with correct. it on the back. Yeah, I never Mar- see the
2: teeth. Marcus Smart calls it the DPOY, but anyway, I'm sure you were the same. Were you not the same way last night? Maybe not so lines. Enjoying myself? Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah, I was enjoying the performance.
2: Oh, come on, are you serious? It was the Detroit Pistons, guys. It was the Detroit Pistons who did kind of. Are you serious? Who uh, uh, don't don't have arguably their best player in Cade Cunningham and started selling off pieces at the trade deadline. So I, I I'm not all that impressed
5: with I'll it. I'll tell you, Corey Joseph folded like a card <laughs> table under that under that defensive pressure from Marcus Smart. Uh, oh my god! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
2: I can't believe the, the Pistons stink this bad. Like I can, I can, Grandy. But let me uh, let me hear Joe Missoula while we're on it. While we're on the Marcus Smart thing, we might as well scratch the itch. Here, here, see if you pick
5: up on a buzzword here from Joe. Marcus tonight coming back. How much did you guys miss him, uh, especially in the half court offense? Not his, at all. There were His ability six. to make kind of daring passes and thread it, even when like the defense is covering it well.
6: Yeah, I think we missed a lot. We missed his joy. Um, he brought a level of joy to the game joy. tonight. Um, he brought a connectivity and a trust on the defensive end to where you know because of the way he plays, it just breeds energy and everybody plays that way. on the offensive end um you know while we were gone while he was out Derek and malcolm made a a recommitment to the first eight seconds of the shot clock and tonight smart joined in on that and like he does a great job finding that cross match um early and finding that advantage early so um i think but it starts with his joy and his energy i think
2: ah his joy and his energy what's
3: wrong with having joy
6: I just
2: it felt a little forced when you say it three times in thirty seconds. That's all. But I guess look who you're asking. There's well, well, good point, Arkan. Uh, But secondarily, sheer joy. Secondarily, it just felt a little forced. It's like, hey guys, what are we all going to say about Marcus? It's his joy that he brings because it's not his shooting and his defense is a little
6: overrated. But it starts with his joy and his and energy.
2: Obviously, we didn't miss him at all because we won all these games while he was out, and Derek White actually looked like a better player while Marcus Smart was out. So what oh, what, what does he actually bring to the table? Joy. It's got One joy. That's aside, what he does.
3: Are they trying to kill Derek White? There were moments <laughs> like in the game last night, yeah, I, I second in the this second half, motion, yeah. they were, like, picking Derek White up off the floor like oh, he, a rag yeah, doll, he's, he's and all, I'm like, he's all bloodied, can, yeah. can he sit? He has a ruptured eardrum. Like I don't want to be like, won't someone please think of Derek White? But it was a little brutal to the point where Abby Chin's like, "Hey, don't worry, Derek, you just got one more half left before the All Star break." I'm like, Jesus, this guy needs a new agent. He needs a better contract here. Like he's something is going to happen here.
2: I didn't. Uh, I had. I usually for my DPOY uh, database. I usually a DPOTY. I got to rename it, Grandy. Uh, I uh, I usually dig in on the Marcus Smart defensive metrics. I hadn't looked at those yet. They were fine. He was, he was actually pretty good defensively.
4: Oh, he was P-O-T-O. actually good. Oh,
6: okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, he gave up uh, 12 of their 109 points last night on four out of 12 shooting and a couple of threes. So, you know, that's a good night for him. It's a horrible team he was going against, but it was a good defensive night. I'll give you that. Uh, 617-779-7937. How do you grade the Celtics here at the All-Star break? And speaking of the All-Star break, we can get to Jason Tatum and his excitement coming up here in just a little bit. But let's knock out some phone calls along with the uh, Joe Mazzula, Eme Udoka discussion we were having earlier. Sam in Maine actually wants to weigh in on that. Go ahead, Sam.
5: Hey, uh, do you guys think they were afraid of losing Missoula in the off season? Say they go win the championship, and he's still on the interim tag. He could go anywhere else and be a head coach. Um, and they already, you know, obviously lost to Doka. Okay, so maybe so, they're just trying to hold on to him.
2: So is that the concern? They're they're worried about losing, as he, as at least said on his call screen. They're worried about losing both Udoka and missoula and that was their big concern
3: and they're not worried about losing udoka i think they were they'd be very happy s- qu- too.
2: again so uh, and maybe i phrased that poorly just losing them in succession is what i mean like losing uh, udoka think personally what you will was a good coach and losing two good coaches and this a goes player. back
3: to with missoula that they would if they lost him it would be because somebody else would be coming in with a better offer and a better situation for him and then he you have the Start get into a bidding war for the guy who was your assistant coach at the same time last if, year.
2: Again, you shouldn't lose him. You should just spend to keep him. And if other teams really want him that badly, that probably means you did what we're all hoping you do, which is go on a deep playoff run and maybe win a championship. And in that scenario, the Celtics would never let him go. So, no, if that was their concern, I think that's silly.
5: And if you're Joe Missoula too, what teams generally need new coaches? Bad teams, right? So you go get a job with a bad team. The team stays bad. You get fired and you're screwed. You stay here with the Celtics. You know, like, you ride you ride this this wave as far as you can. If I was him, I'd, I'd want to stay here, too.
2: Now, Ryan, you told me this earlier, and I guess I didn't realize this. Uh, the Nets already removed the interim tag. Well, they fired Steve Nash in season. Like a week into the mm-hmm. season. Which they never should have brought him back. I, everybody saw that coming in the offseason. They replaced him with Jacques Vaughn, put him on the interim tag, and then they removed the interim tag like months ago.
4: Yeah, it was uh, November 1st is when Jacques Vaughn was named the interim head coach, and then I believe it was like eight days later, seven or eight days later, they named him the official permanent head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Okay,
2: so I mean, again, there's precedent there, but I'd also disagree with the Nets. I'd say, what's the rush with him? And that was an even greater rush with an even more questionable situation. Well, my theory
4: at the time was that the whole reason that the Celtics weren't willing to just flat-out fire Ime Udoka's because Brooklyn was going to go, wait, quick. We'll take him. Give me Ime Udoka's number. Steve, uh, could you bring your binder and your (laughs) whistle to the office, please? We have to have a talk with you. And by the way, I still think that's on the table for next season. I mean... Jacques Vaughn, great assistant coach, has been an atrocious head coach, has failed at every single position he's been in, and he was kind of gifted a great team going into this year, which has completely fallen apart as Adam Jones has put the hex on him yes. once again. Yes. But I would not be shocked if we're starting to hear during the offseason that the Nets are reaching out to Ime Udoka well, to be their next coach. I wonder if Udoka wants
2: to coach there, but maybe he can't even now that the stars are gone, but he might not be able to be picky and choosy about it. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, we've graded the Celtics. A-minus for Mego. A for Arkan, C from Jones here at the trade deadline uh, or the all-star break rather a week past the trade deadline. Uh, Have they exceeded expectations? What do you think of our grades? And furthermore, why are the Celtics removing the interim tag from Joe Missoula and making him their head coach? Now Uh, we'll get to all your thoughts on that. Can I hear from Jason Tatum Uh, stuff like this catches my ear? Maybe this makes me a bad person among other things. (laughs) But stuff like this This is what it is. This is this. This even I look at it and go, all right, this might just be me being a bad person. This is this. This even I see. This is not like a character blind spot for me. Even this I see a little bit. But it's like it comes up periodically with Tatum and the MVP, which he just seems to care a little too much about to me. Arkan, we've discussed his 2K ratings in the past, which he just (laughs) seems to care about a little too much. Let's hear from Jason Tatum on the All-Star Game. Now, he was asked about this multiple times. But the second time he was asked about it, because the first one he talked about, you know, bringing Deuce Tatum and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, more wholesome answer. The second one I honed in on a little bit more. Let's hear
6: it. Just being a part of All-Star Weekend is like a, it's like an honor. Um, you know, these are some memorable times and experiences, um, you know, some times you'll always remember. Uh, you know, I remember the first All-Star game that I ever played in, um, and that was like you know, one of the happiest moments, right? Um, hmm. In my career, and I just try to remember that feeling, and, and, and not ever, you know, feel like I'm expected to be there, or I'm, uh, you know, anything like that. Like I, I never want to take it for granted. I I enjoy it. I enjoy being there. Um, you know, it's a privilege um, that you know that we deserve. Um, the guys that made it, but um, you know, just try to go out there and you know, and rest and have some fun and enjoy the moment. You know, because time flies and Um, you know just want to look back on these memories and you know know that I have so I I hear these periodically from Tatum
2: and I don't think this is unique to him okay I think a lot of young players in a lot of sports I don't think this is unique to the NBA they care about individual stuff before they care about team stuff I, I believe this with almost every young player across the board in every sport NBA NHL NFL Major League Baseball you know, uh, pickleball, I I would believe it across the board. Everybody wants to individually be recognized by their peers and appreciated by their peers and get paid commensurate to being an all-star and an MVP and first-team All-NBA and all that other stuff. They care about that more than the team stuff. Not that they don't care about the team stuff, but early on in their career, and Tatum's still early in his career – he wants to check all those boxes. I want to be the MVP. I, it was important to me to make an all-star team and be first team all-NBA because my peers recognize me, and I can get a Supermax contract, and I get paid accordingly, et cetera. And you know what? If I need to go ring chase, I can ring chase in my 30s. I don't think that's unique to Tatum. I just think it's a reminder, and it's him saying it. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He said his first all-star game is... One of the... what? How exactly did he phrase it there, Ryan? One of the
6: happiest moments. Right? One
2: of the happiest moments in his career. He separated it from his personal life. One of the happiest moments in his career. And this is a guy who's won a lot of playoff series and been to an NBA Finals. And not that that had a great finish, but just, man, you think maybe beating the Heat to go to the NBA Finals or maybe dunking on LeBron or I, I don't know what, but like you'd think some more postseason things would would stick out to him a little bit more and it's the All-Star game. I don't think it's unique to him. I just think... He's still checking some of those boxes, and it still makes me wonder how much emphasis he puts on the team and winning, which I think is something a lot of players go through at this age in their mid-20s. I think a lot of players go through this.
3: I don't want to get defensive here, but I think you sound a little bit like an ass right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. I'll take that.
3: Because um, with Tatum specifically, I only say that because this has been the knock that people have against him his entire career and it's only been six seasons and he's a young guy and I think younger in the league you definitely are more individually focused uh just because you don't have the perspective and there's a slight immaturity there but I actually feel like over the last couple of seasons the maturity that he's shown he's grown a lot like his off the court stuff I think has grown a lot, it's and grown. his perspective. His I don't know that he's all the way there, but it's his grown. His priorities, I from everything that I've heard, is the priority this year is the championship. Is well, that going to stick around? I don't, I know. don't know. He's talk- This year, it's, well, I know he's talked about wanting he's the MVP. He's talked at length about the MVP, the MVP. has been a dream. I mean, if you're a guy who is in MVP discussions, are you supposed to say, I've never dreamed about I just being told MVP? You, I
2: don't think it's unique to him. I, I don't think that it's even wrong, necessarily. I just think it's a reality. Guys in their 20s, that's what they care about more than winning a championship. I don't think so. I think he cares they,
3: about the... If they you had sat their whole him, career to win if a If you sat down with him and said... A, hey, I've got, you know, I don't know, magic wand, and you can choose championship or MVP this year. He would choose championship this year. The, I fully believe that. On the record. With I tru- fully with truth serum? believe that. With truth serum? Yes. I no. fully believe that. No. The MVP in all NBA stuff? Right now, that matters a ton to a guy like Jalen because it ties into his Supermax contract. And that is the difference of like $50 million. Like it is a tremendous amount of money. And so I kind of understand the calculation that some younger guys make that way. I just think that Jason is in a different place where I fully believe that until until he wins an MVP four years ago, five years ago, when they were in the bubble and they lost, times like that, I think the priorities it's possible to say that he there was a different perspective different priorities i couldn't disagree more with who he is at this point in his career yeah and i commend him for that i don't know if he's always been that guy
2: yeah i mean again he's the one going off about all-star games and mvps not me he's the one doing it and cuz
3: they're asking him about it what's he going to sit there and go oh no i don't really care about it. i've never thought about being mvp then we sit there and go you're a fraud Phony, phony. Uh, probably, Jason Tatum. I probably would, but phony, at least, phony. But at least Instead that's saying yeah. But at least that's my cool. words.
2: These are his words. Of he's course, the,
3: it'd be cool to be MVP. Yeah, he's a top five player. What's he gonna say? No, I don't really think about that. Yes. Okay, liar.
2: Well, okay, fine. But I'd rather he lied. Then he'd I guess. Say,
1: oh, he's fake. Like I Ron. would.
2: I would say that. Oh, he's so fake. But then at least that's my words. These are his own words. Where he's like, yeah, I do. I do dream about being MVP. And being an all star was the happiest moment of my think,
3: life. I think that the last two years. Have been uh, I, I have given him credit before. I think there's been a lot of maturity, and I've, I so I am not going to sit here and say I, I think he cares more about MVP this year. But can he and the All Star game
2: thing? Can it's he make like the progress, one, but do, still not be there? Can I do, he make progress, but still not? Yeah, be there? he can. Okay. I just think
3: well, that that's, he is that. That's what I think he's done. I think he's a, he's got a different perspective, and I also would say I think for the All Star thing, for him saying that's the happiest point of his career, or one of he didn't even say that one of the happiest parts. It's because it's like no stakes. Right. And now I agree with you that sometimes he doesn't handle the pressure well, as we saw at the end of the playoffs last year. There seemed to be some burnout, some outclassed by the Golden State Warriors in the finals for sure. And it wasn't injury related. But when it comes to him saying the All-Star, it's happy because there's no stakes and it can't be tainted negatively just, by something like losing the finals.
2: It's just it's a window into his mindset. And again, I don't think it's just him, but it's a window into his mindset of like checking those individual boxes are big goals for him and important to him and equate happiness to him. And so I still wonder if he's there yet. You think he is. I still wonder if he is 617-779-7937. You could jump in there and uh, Megan just explained her uh, perspective to me on this.
6: Mm
0: -hmm. How about a little more
2: Meg explaining next?
0: Jones and Mego return
5: after this on WEEI. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends, come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old?
0: Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I
3: don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg.
0: It's time for Now I let you know. Meg explaining Meg explaining.
3: Today's Meg Explaining is pretty universal. I hope everybody will agree with me. And if you don't, you can call in 617-779-7937 and tell me why I'm wrong. But I think I'm right.
2: I hope it's better than yesterday's. Your birthday? Yeah.
3: Wow. Look at you trying to bring up your birthday again. So everyone try- will talk about <laughs> you and I'm your try- birthday.
2: I'm trying to shoehorn that right in. That is true. <laughs> but yesterday's caught me off guard.
3: You might as well start an Instagram and start uh, <laughs> reposting everybody's birthday stories, Theo.
2: I should start doing that. I wish. in uh, a day like yesterday, I do wish I had my uh, my Instagram story. But that one caught that one, admittedly, caught me off guard. What's what's okay, going this on here one, today?
3: Universal, a little less personal to you, I would think. Um, we got to talk about grocery carts, the freaking grocery cart thing. I know this about is, no, time someone talked about this no, is something cart. that really is starting, starting to irk me. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I can only talk about the things that occupy my mind in this segment. Um, I feel like people have gotten out of control with the grocery carts in grocery stores.
2: Every in, time, the, in the store, in not the, the store,
3: parking lot. In no, the store. no, no. The parking lot is the second part of this, but in the store, there's certain etiquette and self-awareness that you have to have if you're going to commit yourself to the cart. For me personally, 90% of the time, and I understand like I don't have a big family to feed at home or anything, 90% of the time I'm a basket person. So I go in, I grab the basket, I'm probably just filling the basket, and I might have, you know, something under my arm and then go up to the register or whatever. The cart people...
2: I'm a cart person. I'm going to admit this okay. right up front. I am a cart person. You, usually, usually with a kid. Because I do... You have the kid, though. You I, can commit to the cart if you have a kid. Yeah. I would say I'm about a... Uh, I, I, not to humble brag. I'm about 75% of the grocery shopping in the house. So I, I am a cart person with the kid. Yes. Okay. So if you have the, the little kid,
3: I understand having the cart. It's fun for the kid and everything. They pretend like they're in a race car or whatever. But unless you... If you don't have the kid, I want you to ask yourself, are you getting like a big thing of bottled water? A big couple of things, of soda? Are you getting a huge, like, bulk stash of toilet paper where everyone looks at you and they're like, whoa, what are you doing at home? <laughs> Otherwise, Proving. I plead with you to please think about the basket because it's become impossible to grocery shop oh, so at you- any point. Like, I, you know our hours. So if I go grocery shopping, I'm probably going... After work.
4: That's your first problem.
3: And it's kind of busy, but I'm not even talking about when it's crazy busy. Like, I try to go to Target. I can't even walk down the freaking aisle because there's two grocery carts that are stuck next to each other. So I'm essentially like squeezing by, going like butt first, be like, oh, excuse me, oh, oh, these giant freaking grocery carts yep. are taking up the whole aisle. And then if I want to actually look at buying something, half the time there's some completely unself aware person who has their giant ass grocery cart blocking and they're like looking over 50 different kinds of pasta wheat sauce fins, just in their own crisps. <laughs> in their own world staring at it and their grocery cart is blocking everything so then I had to be like excuse me excuse and you have to do that annoying like soft voice because yeah, yeah. you don't want to be crazy so you're right. like um uh, can you move your car and it's like this awkward <laughs> social interaction so this is what you do and it's different if you have a kid but if you have the cart because you're lazy and you need to have everything all at once in your cart, and you need to push it around like a disgusting person just Uh consuming everything, you leave the cart at the end of the aisle, okay? So you put the cart next to wherever they have the little promotional crap that they're trying to trick your brain into... So you leave the cart there, the end you walk down. Yeah, not all of us have worked in the grocery store. <laughs> you walk down the aisle, you pick up the one item that you need and you walk back to your cart and then you proceed on with no, all your consumers. That's a terrible idea. That is a great idea. What happens if five people
2: have their carts in the aisle? Now they're all parked at the end of the aisle. The whole what, aisle's have you, have be you blocked ever at seen two
3: grocery carts locked up? in the aisle together as funny as it is it's like a grocery cart like when they can't get past each other oh yeah of course nightmarish
2: yes look i agree with you i people but i think you're you're saying take away the cart like you're saying i'm saying ask yourself first do
3: you really need the cart i'm just saying and then when you get to the next step of okay you need the cart just be aware that's you all need I'm to, saying. The cart people are not aware.
2: The cart. I got a
4: parallel park that. Cart. I
3: am
2: a cart person, and I, 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 I I'm I, not surprised. I do it without without the kid, but mostly I do the grocery shopping with the kid. Try, try like an early Saturday morning. That way you're not there after work for the after work crush. I'm a big early Saturday, early Sunday morning guy, but I'm also up because the kid oh, is up. Let
3: at, me set my alarm up at
2: ungodly hours. Let me
3: set my alarm so I can wake up early to go to the grocery store so I don't have to deal with people. I was blocking telling you, maybe ca- maybe don't go down when everybody's aisle.
2: getting out of work. Maybe that's a busy time that maybe there's a little extra. Or crush, or maybe you're running into more carts, is what I'm telling you. But if that's when the you carts want to shop,
3: are insane. And then when you're trying to go, like even if you're just trying to walk through the store, if you're walking anywhere near the checkout, it's like eight cars deep, carts, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. carts. I'm like, what are you people buying? No, no, no. So that I look in, it's like a couple apples. So
2: people are not two courteous. Two things of
3: pasta. I like mostly that is not cart worthy.
2: I'm mostly courteous with the cart. I think. I mean, everybody probably thinks that about themselves, but They're here. Not. But I'm going to acknowledge one thing that I'm very bad at that I'm sure would drive you nuts. I can be a little OCD with organizing things, and I will like organize things in my cart. So now I'm like ta- now I'm like taking up time organizing things in my cart, and here's my logic. That way, when my stuff gets bagged. All the stuff's kind of grouped in a bag. You don't
3: trust the person that actually works at the store to Not bag your groceries. Not if there's vegetables in
2: the front and then I throw on a bunch of vegetables at the end or I throw in frozen stuff in the beginning and more frozen stuff on the end. No, I don't trust them because I wouldn't rebag it if I were them. Why are they
3: in different places? So I organize you make him laps the store? I lapse. sometimes
2: I got to double back, sometimes like, I forget something.
3: You know what? Kid, I actually that lettuce actually looked pretty good. The kids
2: bothering me and I got to circle back and get something else. Sometimes I have to go to the same section twice in the grocery store. Yes, so I am a little OCD and I spend time organizing my cart, which might be in your way.
3: It's just irritating. I think it's just it's just like people blindly go for the cart. Do you what, bring the kid
2: Arcan? to the
5: grocery store? Uh yes, and I get the cart. And I walk right down the middle of the aisle and I make long, oh. agonizing, grueling decisions so over oh my box. So, pasta sauce. so he's I, You've described me exactly. I yeah, think. so you're the, and you're the way that I grocery shop. You are the that's that's how I do. Why does
4: anybody go to the grocery store to browse? Like you're going in there with a purpose. Oh. I've got a mission. I agree I'm with that. Oh, look, they got fifteen kinds. Pick one and get going. Nothing's I'm worse Don't Lego rush sign. me.
2: Don't rush me. Part of the reason I grocery shop early out of the house right now. Part of the reason I grocery that's shop exactly early is killing time. Well, that's true. Is so I can sneak out before cat gives me a Grocery list, because yeah. when I got to go off Cat's grocery list, I can't do what Ryan just said, which is, all right, we need X, Y, Z. I'm going here, I'm going here, boom, 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 and I'm out. If I have to execute her grocery list now, I'm like, you know, where are the sliced almonds, and where is the, you know, the chopped mango, and I'm like, where is this? Like, why? Where, where is all this stuff? I, I don't buy these things. I just buy the things we actually use in the house. So that's so that's what I go get, and it's just boom, boom, boom. And we're out.
3: Now you're just complaining about your wife.
2: Yes, during my
3: segment, which is that's, the woman's time. That's
2: typically that is typically where I go <laughs> with this. That is typically my. This my, is uh, my thirty seconds. <laughs> this, this is typically where I end up. Uh, end up
4: taking Meg's. Money. By the way, that guy called back yesterday. That that guy's my hero. Oh, that, okay. I love that man. What was his name again? I did like him. Ross, Ross something. I he didn't know. like me, but Ross I, in Connecticut. He, all I know is he had two Division I kids uh, yeah. uh, but playing I, quarterback, and I, then he I, said, this is my 30 seconds, and I hung up on you. I respected now all the I yelling. Now I like you. I respected all the yelling, which is true. So and This I, is my 30 seconds.
2: And I like Mego yelling at people about grocery carts. Treat it like a road. Just ask, ask treat, yourself if you
3: need it. Well, if and, you need it today.
2: And treat it like you're driving. Don't drive on the left if side of the road. If
3: you're going home feeding a family of four, love it for you. Take the cart. If it's just you... Fat Larry, you don't need that. Car. Do you really need all that for Arc. yourself?
2: Arcand, you really need that Arcand? That's no, I hey. don't. Anyway, that's Meg explaining. We have a, already have a, a bunch of grocery card calls six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I'd like to pursue it, and we can circle back to the Patriots as well. We'll do all that next.